another opportunity to study. And it's uh, good to good when the, when the saints can get together and study and pray and be serious about that. Even in the midst of the pandemic and, and a lot of churches, a lot of church activities are being closed off if you will. We are just so thankful that we've got, got the opportunity, got the chance to press along uh, with the studies right here at Cedar Town. Again, I want to commend all those that have been consistent in the study. Uh, we have continued to press uh, press through these eight, nine, ten weeks, and God has been good to us, uh, even in the midst of a, of a pandemic. So I am just so grateful and thankful. Uh, we know some things are breaking up a little bit, and so we're praying, and things are opening, and all that is fine. Uh, but we continue to be in prayer for the safety. Uh, not just members here at Cedar Top, but safety of our brethren and our brothers and our sisters all over this community, all over this nation. So we're in prayer. We're in prayer and praying that God will continue to give strength uh, where it's needed. Uh, we are going to uh, continue right along with uh, this model prayer. We've got uh, this week and we've got next week. And, uh, we should be able to finish this up. It, it's been a it's been a good, a good study. Uh, hopefully you've gotten some nuggets or two out of this and, and, and we've seen our prayer lives, if you will, uh, get, uh, get better in our commitment to our prayer lives. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and pray and then we'll dive, we'll dive right into this. God, again, we just, uh, we thank you. Thank you for what you continue to do on behalf of your children. God, we can't thank you enough. You've been so good to us. So forgive us, Father God, for you not taking time to say thank you. God, we pray, pray for those right now that are in the midst of struggle. Father God, we're praying for those many in here that are struggling with the loss of love. We're praying for, for many that are wrestling with their own sickness. We're praying God that you just continue to give strength. Continue to show yourself right. And Father God, we pray your blessings over this study. We thank you for what you've done in these last five or six weeks. And now Father God, we pray that you move through this today. Continue Father God to give us insight. Continue Father God to show us how we can improve our relationship with you Father God. We just thank you Lord, in these 40 minutes or so we get a chance to study your word in that God. So we're just praying right now that the Holy Spirit read on all of this. We pray that you be pleased with our efforts. This evening. Father, we again say thank you. Forgive us God of our simple ways. Forgive us God of our missteps. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your It's in your God's Son Jesus' name we ask all these things. Thankful that uh, so many have joined us. Uh, we continue to hear stuff about the week. There's uh, so 
about you, but let me go ahead because I want to make sure, although we're unpackaging this, if you will, bit by bit, I want us to keep in mind uh, that, that it, you know, this in its entirety. So I'm going to read uh, Matthew 6, uh, 9 through 13, and then today we're going to focus in on the torture. Let's read 9 through 13. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forget our forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord, have a blessing in the reading of his word. I always want to kind of pause because a lot of us learn this in the King James. And although it's, it's pretty, it's pretty similar to the King James version. There's a few few differences uh, here and there, but again, it's uh, pretty pretty close. Um, last week, just to, just to kind of recap where we were at, uh, we, we looked at this idea of daily of daily bread last week. We looked at the provisions of God. Now, one thing that we said that can be difficult <coughs> difficult for us, and I, and I always say this, and, and I think my folks may be getting tired of hearing this. If we're going to be good Bible students, we need to first understand the message as it was first presented. Uh, one thing that we we, uh, we err in is we, we read a message and then we want to bring it to 2020 to write where we're at. And, and that doesn't mean that the Bible uh, cannot be applied today. But the, the Bible is uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a living document. So don't leave here saying, well, the uh, pastor said it's no longer relevant. I didn't say that. But what I'm saying is if you're going to be a good student, you've got to read it uh, as the best you can as the original audience would occur. That's one reason and, and you don't uh, you know you don't have to go to the seminary and all that. They've got all kinds of tools out there. But uh, a lot of folks that, that are rehearsed and, and understand the Hebrew and the Greek, that's why you study it. Because you, you, you study it in its original language to get the tense of it. Alright? So so one thing that I said last week is this this idea of daily bread is difficult for us because uh, we're at the point, especially in, in most parts of America, we're at the point now where, where most of us, <coughs> we, we open the refrigerator and we have to stare at it for about six, seven minutes to decide what we want. We've got so much food in there. Uh, we've got so much stuff and it's in abundance. And, um, and, and so this idea of, of praying to God for our daily bread can be a foreign concept if we're not careful. If we're not careful. But with that being said, let, let's look at how the original audience would, would have looked at this. You know, no, no refrigerators. Nomadic people, if you will, uh, they would have uh, they would looked at this and, and, and understood this idea that every day I've got to I've got to put my trust in even to put bread on the on the table. And in fact, in, in, in large parts of that society, then they literally worked that day for the wages to, to eat that day and the next day. And so this idea of, of daily bread and trusting the Lord for the for the daily bread. That's right there in the letter. Give us this day our daily bread. That would have that would have struck home. That would have struck home maybe a little bit more uh, than, than for us today. But but really it shouldn't though. We 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 talked about that last week is that we have to understand that every breath we have, everything that we do is by God's grace. It's by way of God. And so the, so the concept right there should not be lost on us as uh, uh, so just a, just a couple ideas from last last week. Consistently ask 
God for the practical needs of our everyday, everyday life focuses our prayers. And, and so this idea of daily bread, one thing that does is, is it focuses my prayer. I know it's, it's, it's not just it's not just you all. We struggle, right? Preachers, I don't care. They tell you they don't struggle with prayer and, and all that, then, then you better back away. We've all wrestling at least at points in our life with prayer and consistent prayer. Um, um, uh, but one thing that I hear consistently, and I hear um, also wrestle with it, is sometimes we wander off from our prayer. We have good intentions. We sit down. We'll give the Lord the best 30, 45 minutes I got. And the next thing you know, you look up and your eyes are heavy doubled off a couple times, and you already prayed six, seven times for him to, uh, you know, put that Corvette in your driveway, and you said that over and over, and, and one thing, though, if we can take this model, we understand that we're praying, and, and, and literally praying that God gives strength for that moment. See, one thing we've done with science and all that, and I'm, I'm thankful to God for the advances that we've had and, and all that, but uh, that's kind of drawn our attention away from not careful just how dependent we are on God. And, and, uh, science is great, the advances we have, the technology we have, all that is all that is great, but, but, but none of that can sustain us. It's, it's by God's provision. And praying every day for God's provision focuses on prayer. Consistently asking God to shape our heart. Uh, and then we become content in God. And so why do I pray this uh, uh, daily bread every day, God? It, 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 it literally shapes my heart, conditions my heart, where I'm, I'm, I'm literally content in whatever He gives me. See, that, can, that word content, we wrestle with that, because uh, if we're honest, most of us are not content with, with God the last place. And, and, uh, and that's not just a 2020, 2020 issue, that's been an issue for, for a while. We're not content. In fact, if you look at Scripture, it talks about not being content One thing, and I brought, up, I brought up that example last week, um, the, the author talked about what would make, uh, what would be sufficient for us. And whatever you have right now, what would it take for you to really be comfortable? And most of us double up what we have. So if, we, if our income for a year is 30, then we say, well, if I have 60,000, then, then everything will be fine. And that's, uh, and that's, uh, that's dangerous. That doesn't mean that you don't ask God for provisions, but it's this idea uh, even in the studies, it shows that, that, that we're not content with where we're at, and we're always grabbing for just a little bit. And that's contrary, again, to this idea of daily, of daily, daily. And so uh, we left last week saying, name five things that we can thank God for, and see how we have experienced the provisions of God. So, so hopefully that wasn't too difficult. Now, let's look at this. We, we've, got a, we've got about a good, good 30 minutes or so. Uh, 25 minutes. Let's let's look at this idea of forgiving, forgiveness. Forgive us our our debtors. In 12 it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive forgive our our debtors. I, I like, and I tell you, well, let me open up. I don't I don't have it right here. Actually, I do have it in my notes. But let me open up. And hopefully, hopefully, Jack, this won't uh, this won't throw you off. But I, I want to look in. I want to look at Matthew. 18 right now. Don't worry about the screen. We don't need to change that. Um, but I, I want to look in the uh, 18th chapter of, of Matthew. And there's a there's a, a parable there. If you look at the, the, the 20 uh, 21st verse, I believe is where it's going to start. 
uh, yes, the parable of the unforgiven servant. If you're looking at reading its entirety, I think you'll get the gist of it. But in Matthew, the 18th chapter, verses 21 through 35, uh, it's going to be one that a lot of us are familiar with, and I won't read all that, but I, I do want to turn your attention to it because it really gives us a nice jump off of this idea of, of forgiveness. That unforgiving servant, just to, just to kind of give you a summary, and you all are familiar with this, um, it, it's the one where uh, you have a, a you have a, a one that uh, literally goes to some, some type of king, uh, we believe, and he owes this king uh, what amounts to, to millions of dollars, right? And and, and 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 the king is getting ready to put him put him in jail and, 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 and take over his family, take over his assets, and and the man. I have not hid. 
I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. I, I love David. Of course, David is so poetic in the great way that he tackles stuff. But he literally speaks. Um, he speaks to, to how what sin does to us, even from a physiological standpoint. Even what it does to our, our bodies, if you will. Unconfessed sin, un, un, uh, lack of forgiveness. Um, let, let me, and you don't have to tell them yourself, but we have all wrestled with, with unforgiveness. And, and, and we can, um, we all have stories where that, that was so heavy for us to carry. It may be heavy for us to carry now. Think about that, but we have to, we have to literally carry that in our person, that unforgiveness. And we have to, we have to figure out if, if, if so-and-so uh, has gotten their due if so-and-so has been paid back, um, every time we see them, we have to make sure that we, uh, uh, and it may not be, uh, we may not have to work too hard at it, but we've got to make sure that we uh, show them just how disgusted we are. It's, it's, it's a happiness when you carry uh, unconfessed sin and, 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 and unforgiving spirit. And David said right here, he said, it was happy for me to, to carry that. And we, all, we all have a story when we've not... Uh, not been where we should be, and, and look, there's a lot of forgiving that we need to do right here, right now. Some, some stuff that we won't let folks live live away. Look, one thing, you, you do it for the sake of others, you do it for what I said, but, but you you do it to free yourself up and free myself up. I, I like right here, and I took this directly from the author of this uh, uh, of this uh, lesson on uh, Right now, media. He said, it gives God space to have us live better when we confess our sins. We don't even carry that unforgiving spirit. It gives God space to have us live better. So think about that truth on that. Uh, and, and we've all been there, but think about that freedom when you didn't have to carry that burden um, around. Hebrews 7 7 and 25, I, I like what they. I like what they say right here on this. It says, therefore, he, and that's, that's going to be God, is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Again, a, a lot of us, we walk as if uh, uh, Christ's work, the redemptive work in our life is not shows up in our in the way that we live. It shows up in our unforgiving spirit. It shows up in our testimony. And, 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 and you have to be reminded that, that what he did that was complete work. And he continues to work on our on our behalf. This idea of forgiving, forgiving us our debts. Ask yourself real quick, what are the ramifications for our lack of grace towards others? What are the what are the penalties when we don't we don't forgive? We don't forgive others. And that's uh, really that, that Matthew 18, 21 through 35. That, that's a fantastic example right there. When we don't forgive others and we carry that burden, uh, ultimately there's a picture that, that, that shows we will not, we will not be part of the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? That's often harsh. No, no, no. What that sin is saying, if we don't learn how to forgive others, that speaks to our heart. That speaks to our heart, our heart is in. Look, we can't be believers. We can't be Christians just in our words, just in our titles. 
It's, it's got to show up in our relationship with others. I say it all the time. If this relationship right here is not right and where it needs to be, then this relationship is going to tell on And it's doing a lot of telling for a lot of us when we talk about our sisters, our sisters and our brothers. Some of the mess and the strength that we have in the church, there's no way it should be there if we're doing, if we're doing the work of the Lord. No way we should be bickering and arguing the way that we are in a lot of our churches. So what are the ramifications for our lack of grace towards others? I think scripture is quite clear. And you see the theme of forgiveness throughout this, throughout the uh, throughout the scripture. You know, uh, uh, one of the one of the things with the Pharisees is they did what? They kept putting burdens on the people. Right? Yeah, they wouldn't allow the people. And, it, and it's uh, it's really comical almost when you uh, every look, just about every time Jesus was a lot of times when Jesus was healing folk, who was there saying, "No, you should have done that." How did you fix his hand on the Sabbath day? Why'd you do this? Why'd you why'd you do you know? It was all uh, the Pharisees always questioned the miracle. And you better be careful. It's not in my notes, but it goes along. You better be careful, folks, that never celebrate stuff that happens to you. You better watch that closely and start backing away from folks that never have a good thing to say when good stuff happens to you. Every time something good happens to you, they got always got a blood. You better learn how to back away. So there's this idea of the ramifications for our lack of grace towards others. Remember, God, God has a gift. Our, our grace is a gift of God. Romans 3 and 24 is quite clear. Being justified freely. Let me, let me start with 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Who God set forth as a propitiation. By His grace through redemption that is in, that is in Christ Jesus. But we, we forget that that, that grace that, that, that God has extended to us is a gift. We have no right to not extend that to someone else. So forgive. Forgive those as, as, as you have been forgiven. Forgive our debts, and that's the New King James Version. Forgive our debts and, and, and as we forgive our debtors. And so they, they literally uh, bring it bring it to a, a, a currency situation. Nothing wrong with that picture. That's a, that's a good picture. Uh, we realize it's not just about you forgiving uh, somebody that, that, that shorted you $15. Uh, Ten years ago, we talk about forgiveness. It's more than just money. It's, it's more than just money, but it's a, it's a good picture right there uh, of, of how we're supposed to, how we're supposed to uh, forgive others. Uh, Isaiah forty-three twenty-five. It talks about what happens when God, when God forgives us. Let's let's pull a little bit of that. Um, Isaiah forty-three and twenty-five. This is a good one. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's heavy right there. You think about You think about how, how, how God literally, God literally forgives us of our transgressions when we come to him. Make sure that we understand this. Uh, we've got to have a, 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 a 
confession on our lips, if you will, and have a right heart. See, a lot of us, we don't have the right heart. I just had a nice discussion uh, with some, with some uh, young folks. And, and, and what I'm trying to get the young people to understand is that prayer in our relationship and our connection to Christ is more than just, it's more than just uh, going down a checklist. long in the church, we've done nothing but go down checklists. And as long as I, I get here on Sunday and, and I, I sing a couple songs and I may clap a little bit and I may sing a solo or two and I may come in maybe on a, on a Bible study and I can check it out from good. The Lord's saying that's not, a, that's not a relationship. You know, you're doing, you're doing it out of duty. You want folks to say, you know what, I, I, you're just, you just really got all this thing together. He said, that's not what this thing's about. This is, this is hard. This is hard issue. And so we've got to, even in our confession, even in our, our forgiveness of others, we've got to make sure that it's wrapped into our link into our relationship with Him. And our heart is right. There was many times, and, 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 and you, know, you all have this story too, there was many times where I used to tell folks, yeah, I forgive Him. I'm done with it. And I know my heart wasn't anywhere near that. It sounded good. I sounded I sounded real, real record like, real church like. It sounded cute, you know. And folks would high five and say, "Marlon, you are so true. That's so good of you. I, I'm just really proud of you." I'm sitting there thinking, "Well, um, sometimes I trick myself too." But, but, but when I really came to myself, you know, I, I said to myself, "That's thank you, you don't have You forgot what the Lord, what God's grace did for you. A lot of us are at the point we forget what God's grace has done, has done for us. We forget. We forget the 80s. We forget the 90s. So it was the 70s. We thank God that they didn't have they, um, uh, they didn't have the, the, the daggone iPhones and all that stuff. Look, that's why some of us uh, got the positions we got in church now. They didn't have the iPhones and didn't record everything. Some of us have the job that we have right now because they literally were not recording everything. So we, we, we forget. We forget just how far, how far we've come and how far God's grace has been brought. But when you forget that, it's, it's impossible to have a forgiveness it's, it's interesting. It's interesting in, in, this, in this model prayer. And again, this is the model prayer, right? We, we understand that. In this model prayer, when you, when you take a look, Take a look at this. He reiterates. He reiterates this again, doesn't he? You've got you've got twelve right here. It says, "And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors." But then flip over to fourteen. For if you forgive me and their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive me and their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So that all and it's
die when God forgives us. I, I like this. Uh, the author pointed this up, and I, and I put this in the notes. And I don't know, I know it's, it's up here, so I don't know if it's online. Uh, but uh, confession, what it does, it helps our soul breathe by lifting of the rock. When you, when you look at some of the Greek in, in, in this, there's a literally, and I, and, I, and I tried to paint the picture at the beginning, I hope I got it. There's literally a lifting, a lifting off when we talk about this idea, this idea of, of, of confession. Um, in uh, Ephesians 4, 31 and, and, and 32, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as, even as God in Christ forgave you. So a lot of us are carrying stuff uh, that, that is it's not ours to carry. And, and, and we miss the, we miss the boat that God, that God has truly forgiven us. In first, first John uh, one and nine, it says, "If we confess our sins, you know this, He's what He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and listen to this, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." That's a, that's a sermon in and of itself. Um, look, we have not, uh, we have not taken the steps. To allow a holy God to work through our life. We have literally put up barriers. And I, and I just talked to the young people about this. We can, and, and I've asked them, I've asked them to take a look at the barriers that keep them from their keep their prayer life from being where they need to be. And I'll and I'll pose the same thought to us right now. What are the barriers from from, from an effective prayer life for us? What are the barriers for, for effective uh, church growth? What's the barriers for, for right now for our, our relationships not being where they should be? That could be a marital situation. That could be an in-law situation. You name it. What are those barriers? And, and, and why, why, if we're so-called children of God, why have we allowed those barriers to continue year after year? At some point, at some point we just have to be honest and say, uh, no, Lord, I, uh, I understood, I think, the, the idea of A lot of us just got to be honest and say, at some point, Lord, I, I, I wanted to give all my life over to you, but there was one part that I needed to hold on to. And I, I didn't think that forgiving others, everybody, would really meant for me. That's dangerous. That's, that's, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous thought. So there's this idea, again, of allowing him to, to, to literally work in my life, cleanse. That's that, that's that, uh, that sanctification, right? That's why you have to, you know, we have to be careful calling folks sanctified. I understand a little bit of it. But that's a, that's a process right there. And, and that continues until we what? Until we go on. We'll take on that what? That glorified, that glorified state. Yeah. We're continuing to be sanctified. We're continuing uh, to in that walk and to be more home. Like I said, that's gonna that's gonna be a process that's gonna continue uh, until you so confession helps our souls breathe by lifting, if you will, that 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 rock. Uh, I've already talked about that uh, in, in fourteen and fifteen. Uh, uh, literally, Jesus reiterates.
this theme of forgiveness is, is one that we see not just in the in the New Testament, but also the uh, not just New Testament, also the Old Testament. So, so the question is: So, how is your heart when holding a grudge and not forgiving? That, that would be a good discussion piece. Right? I had some folks here, um, and so that should be a good discussion piece. If, if not, maybe in your household, maybe with the spouse, but definitely within yourself. How, how is your heart when holding a grudge and not forgiving? We talk about some heaviness, uh, but the question is that you need to put with that, what are my next steps? Uh, it's one thing for the study, and I, I enjoy Wednesdays, I love Wednesdays, but if it's not improving our life, then we might just shut this thing down. Ain't no use us coming in here for no hour on no Wednesday, two hours on no Wednesday, if it's not improving, improving our situation. We should be literally wrong. That's everybody on the Facebook world. That's folks that are showing up. That's me as a teacher. If it's still not improving, improving uh, my walk, and then again, all we're doing is just literally doing checklists and doing checkbox. So, 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 what are the next steps if we're holding these grudges? If we know what unforgiveness does, if we know what unconfessed sin does, and we know what it does to our heart, then, then what are our next steps to, to deal with? And, and look, one thing that you don't get to say, and I don't get to say, is when we get to the gates, Lord, did you, you know what so-and-so did, did to me. And I don't get out there to say that. Well, you know just how bad it was when so-and-so uh, did that to me. And, and all we're going to look, all we're going to do is just, just, just go down the list, just part of the list of how he forgave us. How he literally forgave us of our sins. I say it all the time, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get ready to close. I say it all the time. If we ever, if we ever got a situation where up on this screen, and I like the screen, we're moving them now, I gotta get used to it. We look, see the top upgrade. If this screen right here that, 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 that drops, if we ever start getting the casting, all, all the mess that we've done, and that shows up on video, I, I'll say, look, you can say it all the time, so I get it from, we'll all have to sneak out that back real, real slow.
God's grace in His complete forgiveness. You're able to, you're able to think, get things through and put a few bullets here and there. Then, then it'll, it'll, it'll make it a whole lot easier for you to forgive. You don't, you don't want to, and I don't want to come down, come down to a pressing, to a dying pillow and, 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 and have to have to carry a lot of this stuff, a lot of mess in life. I want to be able, whenever, whenever it comes down to it, I want to be as light as I can be. I don't want to carry any mess. Now, now the, 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 the thief on the cross is a fantastic example. If you got some stuff, you want to get it and take care of it before you get out of here. So if you got to do it on the way out, you can do it. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But at the same time, if he, he's giving you the opportunity right now, the Lord has given you the chance to, to get some stuff squared away, get it squared away. Don't wait till you but don't wait till you you're at the point where you're gonna die in bed and you're gonna pull folks together and, 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 and tell them to forgive me. Don't do that. Don't do that, you may not have that opportunity. Forgive. Forgive folks. And if there and ask the Lord to show you where even when you think that you forgive. Or even when you think you're not carrying any animosity, ask the Lord to literally reveal to your heart when you have an unforgiving spirit that you may not even study. Um, I, I hope that if you've not had the opportunity, take a look at some of those videos. Uh, week 6 is what we're on right now. Uh, but those videos are only about 10 minutes or so. Uh, so so preferably, uh, that is, we're using that to supplement some of what we are doing here. So again, 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Let us pray. Again, God, we, we thank you for what our, our eyes have seen and our ears have heard. We thank you, God, for this study on forgiveness. Forgive us, Father God, when we've not had the forgiving heart and the forgiving spirit that you call us to have. Search us, Father God, and show us we're harboring hate. Search us, Father God, and show us we're harboring animosity. Father God, we pray, we trust that in our prayers, you continue to shine your light upon us, Father God, and continue to show us those dark places, those dark crevices of our heart, and indeed we'll grow, we'll grow closer to you. Forgive us, Father God, when we've taken your, your grace for granted. Forgive us, Father God, when we've taken your mercy for granted. Forgive us, Father God, that we've just used these opportunities merely as a checklist to tell somebody that we've done this and we've done that. Forgive us, Father God, that we've not taken the opportunity to grow closer to you. God, we're just trusting that you're still, can, still working on our condition. And we thank you for that, Father So continue to move on our lives like only you can. Father God, we look forward to hearing those those words, well done, that good and faithful servant. And so, Father God, we commit all this to you. Thanking you, Father God, for what you continue to do on our behalf. Give us strength as we finish this week, Father God. Give us wisdom as we make decisions that affect others. As we make decisions within our household. As we make decisions for this church. As we make decisions for our community, Father God. We pray for your wisdom. 
Amen.